Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 64. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here once again sharing with you our lives online in a very authentic, real, transparent way. It is our desire on a weekly basis to entertain you, to sometimes educate, oftentimes encourage, and hopefully inspire, and if nothing else, just to make you laugh at how silly we can be. How's that sound? That's fine. All right. That, that sounds fine. So, Stephanie, I I just want to say that I am pretty uh, excited for you. I know that uh, you had a major milestone that you broke in your last weigh-in day. And, I did. And uh, I would like to know if you're interested in telling folks uh, what the scale told you the last time you got on it. Well, um, I won't tell you what the scale told me, but I'll tell you what happened as a result of the scale. Okay. So it was kind of funny. I actually had you come down to look at it for me. I'm like, is this really what it's saying? And... Um, and I went upstairs and I was just talking about you know, the number that the scale told me. And it took probably like five minutes for it to like register what that meant. But um, I have I've made it to the I've lost 40 pounds mark. And it was so funny because it was for me, it was funny because I was just standing there and I was just I was entering it into my iPhone. I had already moved past the whole, you know, weighing in part. And then I'm like, <gasps> That means I lost forty pounds because my num my um you know my even numbers will be sevens and then my you know when I get to forty five pounds that number will end in a two though so, and it just took a minute for it to to click so anyway that is awesome yeah. congratulations Thank by the you. way and uh, I want to say that I uploaded some photos from uh, last night yeah of my back. Yeah, thank that's, you. That's I I'm going to untag myself on that photo. <laughs> well, you you were in that photo, but I was just saying that that's a good picture from behind. Let me t- just say, maybe for my husband, but not for me. <laughs> well, it it wasn't just of you. Just so one, if people are wondering, if you no, go, it's a, it's a group of people. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Facebook.com/slash Cliff Ravenscraft, uh, you will see if, if you go there soon, or actually no, just go to go to um, Facebook.com/slash Cliff Ravenscraft. And then click on photos of Cliff and you'll see my mobile photos or mobile mobile uploads and you'll see it in there. Uh, Although Stephanie may untag herself, the photo will still be there. I know. If you cycle through those photos. Thanks for announcing that to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey now, but I'm just telling you, it's like, it's like, wow, you can definitely see uh, a a difference and I'm excited for you. My biggest thing is in my face and, um, I remember, I remember having this distinct moment um, after I had Megan. I was still in the hospital. I had her on a Wednesday. Um, I couldn't get up and move around well until like late Thursday afternoon. And I got up and it was the first time that I had went to the bathroom without a nurse's help. And I looked at my face in the mirror and I looked different because I had been, you know, so swollen and everything prior to to delivering her and i have that feeling like every morning that i look in the mirror now <laughs> right i i'm always looking completely different to myself it, it's taking a while to get used to gotcha 
Now, just so you know, Stephanie, I, I apologize. I did not hear a word you just said. I know. But I, um, I did turn the chat room so that you could see it. We have two different internet service providers here yeah. in our studio. And we do that for this specific purpose. Uh, and that is we have one that is set up for just our Ustream. So mine's not working. Uh, yeah. the okay. So we use a DSL modem to send out all of our audio and video stream. Mm-hmm. And and that's also where we put it up, the chat room up on a big, huge, gigantic monitor. It's very zoomed in and everything. And then we have cable modem. We have a cable modem uh, for cable internet access, and that allows us to do uh, all the browsing of the web and do Skype conversations and stuff like that. So for those of you who might possibly want to come in via Skype, unfortunately. Uh, our our it ended. <laughs> our cable modem is is completely knocked out right now. Well, I think we have some storms coming our way again. Yeah, later I, this afternoon. Storms so. shouldn't knock out cable. But no, I'm just saying. You know, it's okay if it's out because we may lose everything soon enough. Anyway, yeah. it looks like we there. It's just now picking connection up again. But anyway, sorry to bother so, to bore everybody who's listening right. on the podcast. It's like, well, come on, Cliff and Stephanie. It's not affecting us. But just so you know, why I didn't hear a word what Stephanie yeah. just said. Well, what I was saying was that for me, the big the big difference is in my face. Gotcha. I, I see a new person every time I look in the mirror. Or so at least that's what I feel It feels awesome, like. doesn't it? Or scary, you know, to look in the mirror and not really recognize who's staring back at you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that we have... I, the reason why I feel like sharing that is because we've come a long way from episode 56. Which, if, yes. if folks go back into the archives and listen to episode 56, it's called Let's Get Healthy. And that's where I really felt that it was time for us as a family to get serious about our physical health and more specifically, the food that we're eating. Right. In fact, uh, for those of you who were listening back then, you will recognize or remember possibly that we were originally going to call that, are we killing our children? <laughs> And I really believe that, you know, that, sure, that's a harsh and it's a it's an intention grabber kind of title. But I really felt like that's what was going on, you know, just shoving processed food at them all the time and and sugary sweets and <laughs> and pop tarts and, yeah. you know, just all that stuff. It was just consistently. And then, of course, you know, our, our meals weren't any better, often, no. oftentimes full of grease and and. Just really horrible things that, you know, made it look when we evaluate it now and we look it's like, OK, this is what we looked like in photos three months ago. Right. And it's like, well, of course we looked like that. Look what we used to eat. Right. So I'm I'm ready now for you to post my before and after, because now I can officially say that, you know, oh, okay. there's a f- it's an even number. I, I didn't want a before and after with a non even number, <laughs> non even number. Yeah, I've been married to you far too long for that. Um. But yeah, it, it it feels good, and we're seeing a difference in our kids. Although I have to tell you that, um, you know, I've been I've been fighting this nasty headache all week. That I know if I just if I stop fighting it, will be a full blown migraine. I will be useless to everyone. Not that I've been that helpful the last three days, anyway. But um, with that and. Where I am in my, um, I was really craving some sweet stuff the other night mm-hmm. and I am digging through our fridge and I am digging through our cabinets and there was not one thing to be had. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this 
is wrong, <laughs> there still has to be one thing like tucked back here somewhere because I'm going to get, I, I mean, seriously, I was l- so desperate to find something in this house that was chocolate or made of sugar <laughs> or <laughs> at that point it really didn't matter. I had yogurt and it didn't help. Yeah. It, it didn't help a, a bit. So. So you're the one who's doing the the grocery shopping, though. And of course, you know, just so people know out there and not that you've implied it, but just in case anybody's wondering, it's not that we've made a decision to never have oh, no. sweets in our home or anything like that. We we're we are not overboard, uh, you know, health nuts in such a way that we have, you know, deprived ourselves of anything. But we have taken a, a, a specific effort in going out and buying healthy snacks and, the reason, and healthy foods. And the reason that there is nothing sweet to be found here is because I know that if I buy it, we'll eat it. I won't buy it and save it for that time that I have that craving. I'll eat it as long as it's in here. And then again, when the craving comes, there still won't be anything. Right. So. Which would not be a good thing. No. All right. Well, anyway... Uh, if anybody's interested, I also have been losing weight on a consistent basis. If anyone's interested, that's funny. Um, and I weighed in uh, just this past Monday or two days ago. And in two months, I have lost 24 pounds, which uh, I am pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. And what's really odd about that is to to pick up something that weighs 24 pounds and to think that I've lost that much. And I cannot, I mean, you almost double that. So I mean, that's how much you've lost. And Stephanie gets is getting a little upset because she's afraid I'm going to pass her up in well, the I'm number not, of pounds. No, no, I'm not afraid. I'm I'm absolutely certain that you will. Um, what what irritates me? It's not that it's not that I'm upset. I, I'm irritated. And it's not that you are losing weight faster than I am. It's that you think that I could lose at the same rate that you are. If I was only doing it a certain way, and I won't say your exact words, but you did imply that in your words that you said to me the other day. But the fact is, is that I'm working against things in my body that you don't have to. Okay. And so you are completely wrong (laughs) to think that I can do that. Okay. It's just, it's just nature. It's against me because I'm a woman. Okay. So, I mean, you, you will pass me up and that's okay. Well, first of all, if if you're talking about number of to- total pounds weight lost, of course I can pass you up because I had so much more to lose. No, I'm saying you'll pass me up faster in a shorter amount of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I have so much more to lose. Okay. Okay, but that's not what we were talking about the other day. And I but I still you can say that I'm wrong, but I still do believe though if you apply the law of thermodynamics and you have yourself I'm going to give you a shot of some woman hormones and then let's see what you're talking about. Okay. Never mind then. We'll move and on. And there are like four people in here who agree with me. <laughs> now, I, I'm not saying that, that that certain things don't affect it, but I'm just saying that it it's it's not that it's not possible. And the I'm older saying. I get, the harder it will get to lose. Okay. That's why I need to do it now. Well, I, 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 will, t- I will tell you that there were a lot of things that I thought about weight loss and, and things of that nature before listening to a lot of things that I'm studying, okay. I mean, from the Stanford Health Library, uh, Stanford University Health Library, and through a bunch of other resources, that it, it there is formulas. Now, there are some people who have some genetic traits that go against the the normal laws of thermodynamics, but 
there's absolutely nothing that says that a woman can't lose as much weight as a man when you a- apply the 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 principle formula of calculating the number of calories that your body needs to maintain its weight and you create a deficit that allows you to calculate how much how much of a deficit in calorie intake per day that you would need to take to lose two to three pounds a week. So anybody who needs to lose weight, it is possible with it, with the exception of some people with some genetic traits that if you create that deficit, you it, the law of thermodynamics say that you will lose this this much weight over the course of a seven day period of time. Okay. And so and because and that was okay, they've proven it to you, so we're going to move on from there. All right. Because it's been proven to you by Stanford. So we're just going to move on. All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie says, before you get a shame thrown at your head. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So with that, nice uh, little fun conversation there in our Family from the Heart podcast. All right. So, Stephanie, what are we talking about today? Do you want to introduce the topic? Since it came from your your notes in Apparently, your iPhone. Apparently Cliff's been snooping around in the notes in my iPhone and um, found some notes that I had taken on July 7th, 08. All right. <laughs> and um, it's a book called, um, I took the notes from a book called Ten Commandments of Parenting by Ed Young. I have not read this book, although I think I would... Sorry. What? <laughs> Nothing. Um I was distracted by the chat room, which I should not let myself do. No, re- um, read that because I think it's funny. Okay. What Richard wrote. Um so Richard wrote, um I saw the pic on Facebook, back view of Steph, brilliant, an amazing contrast to the one of um Steph and Cliff in New York. Do you remember the one in New York? A back view? No, 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 no. It wasn't a back view. It was a yeah. it was a front view of yeah. us sitting down and I mean it Yeah. It was it was not a flattering No, not at all. Photo at all. No. And uh definitely is a is a stark contrast. Changed a lot. Yeah. So anyway, the Ten Commandments. Yes, Ten Commandments parenting. of of parenting. Now I have not read this book, but I did like the idea of it and um and so I did jot down the chapter titles, which are um, what the what the Ten Commandments, what he considers the Ten Commandments of parenting are. All right. Now, what we'd like to do, or how I'd like to do this, if, if you're agreeable to this, so that um, we can let people know, first of all, we have not yet read this book, but it is a book that is very interesting. I know that you said that. I know. But what I was going to say is that this avail- is available from our sponsor over mm-hmm. at Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And not only is it available at Mardell.com, but it is available on their bargain books list, which means that it's probably... I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's probably like an overstock Mm -hmm. item of this book. And so I'm pulling it up here right now. Did you say it was like $6.99? Yes, it is $6. The normal retail price on this is $18.99, and it's currently on sale at $6.99. That's pretty cool. And here's how you can get that, by the way, if you want to go directly there. If you go to gspn.tv slash 10CP, and that just remember, like 10 Commandments Parenting. So 10CP will take you directly to the right page on Mardell.com. And just remember, use promo code GSPN, 
it does two things. One, it gets you 10% off of not only this book, which is already really low, but off your entire order. Just add GSPN in the shopping cart. But it also communicates to Mardell.com that you appreciate their sponsorship of Family from the Heart. Anyway, so if we could talk about the different titles, I'd like to talk about, you know, what are our thoughts on these titles? So if we were to write a book or if we were going (laughs) to do a chapter on each of these titles, what would we kind what are some initial thoughts that we would want to include? And the first one is build a functional family. What does that mean to you, Steph? Um, when you hear that. Okay. Um, build a functional family to me would mean to like, hold on. I'm looking at the rest of the chapters to make sure he doesn't cover this in something else. Okay. Well, I automatically think of the opposite of a functional family, which I think both you and I grew up in, and that would be the dysfunctional family. Mm Mm-hmm. So what? So we? I think we all have an uh, maybe our own interpretation of okay. what a dysfunctional family is. So what exactly is a functional family? Does a functional family exist? I think it can for everyone, but I think it would be different for everyone as well. Okay. Um, what do you mean by that? Okay, for me, something that I think of when I think build a functional family is you're building a unit. Um, We'll we'll use the Ravenscraft as examples. We are all five very very much individuals in this house. Yep. We have our we have our strengths. We have our flaws. Mm-hmm. Some of us have more of some than the others. But we have to find a way. We have to find a way for the five of us to not only um, exist in this house, but to encourage each other to work together to get things done. And um, I think also that building a functional family has a lot to do with um, building your family identity, who we are, who the Ravenscrafts are as a family. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that's what I think. Okay. Very cool. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think what I when I think of building a functional family or having a functional family, I think of unity uh, and and basically a lot of the same things but just different words that the word unity to me means a little bit more than just some of the other descriptive words but it's along the same lines that means different than being a unit together (laughs) did you say a unit together i'm pretty sure i did maybe i just thought it but anyway but yes i think the absolutely building unity building Family identity. Yeah, family identity. Got Absolutely. It. All right. So love your children. Isn't that obvious? No. <laughs> love your children. I, I, I think, yeah. Lo, I, okay. Love but love your, your children doesn't mean be their best friend. That's what I was going to. Yeah. I think it's obvious that we're as parents, we ought to love our children. We don't need to be chummy, chummy, pow, pow. Sometimes loving your kids means saying no. Exactly. A lot of times. Even when you go to the grocery store and they want this and they want that, sometimes loving them is saying no. Not only that, but loving your children sometimes means putting them second. Yes. Now, that one... That is a difficult one. That is one that we get some pushback on from time to time. We do. And we've said more than one time on this show that um, we parented with our kids first for the first three years mm-hmm. right yeah and um we were not going in the right direction yeah we were not ending up where we wanted even yeah. though we thought we were doing everything right 
Yeah, and what we're talking about here is something called child-centered parenting, where the entire family, every the entire family identity revolves around the happiness or the the desires of the child. Um, and and when that relationship is put before the relationship of husband and 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 wife or right. mom and dad. I think that there are sometimes in our parenting now, now we do not child center parent anymore. No. That doesn't mean that we don't have a whole slew of parenting, you know, mishaps that we still <laughs> no deal doubt. with. But um, we are not ideal parents. We are not perfect parents. And we don't put this and podcast we, out to no. demonstrate on how to have the most awesome uh, no. parenting experience or obviously by even the beginning here. of this episode and several yeah. others the best uh, example of, of a communication in marriage but we, we will but we will come and we will share our struggles and we will share our triumphs and i hope that some of those will work for you yes or you'll be able to learn from from them um but i will say with all that said now that i think we still struggle with uh, some of our, our struggle with Megan still comes from that that foundation being laid in those first three years where the world revolved around her. Mm-hmm. And even now at nine, we're fighting against that. Some of that, yeah. So, yeah. I'm not saying that's our whole problem. I'm saying that some of that is still that because we let it go on for so long during those first very formative years that now we're we're still fighting against some of that. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Would you agree with that? Yeah, okay. I, I would agree that there's some of that still lingering in there. And and I would say that there are still some areas, if, if we evaluated everything and took the time that probably sometimes we should as a parent uh, to evaluate how, how things are going and how what kind of decisions and how we're treating certain situations. There's probably some times where we still are having a little bit too much focused thought on you know, where's the happiness of the, you know, or, right. you know, put, putting their desires front and center on a consistent basis. Uh, I don't think we do it as much as we used to, but, but I, I, I th- do still think we fall into it. Yeah. Absolutely. So loving your children in my mind also means getting away from them from time to time. <laughs> okay. And I, I say this is important because there's another uh, uh, chapter title of this book that we're going to discuss in a little bit. But anyway, um, but regular date nights is so important. And I will tell you that, you know, being a new parent, I remember there was absolutely no way that you could have ever tore our Megan away from us. You know, that it was just not going to happen. And how long did we go after Megan was bored before we actually went on a date by ourselves? Seriously, I think we had Matt already. You think it was that far? I don't know. I, honestly, I... It was ridiculous. They, we had two children before they had ever had a sleepover with Mamaw. Yeah, like the first sleepover was after. So Megan yeah, never had it, a sleepover. I think. I think it was probably closer to like. 18, we maybe have done dinner. <laughs> I think we did eighteen months before In we the drive-through. <laughs> we went out for a couple hours. Yeah, which so. I would have been pregnant with Matt by then. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. Craziness. So, so basically McKenna, we're like, "Mm, you know, I pumped some milk. Here you go. (laughs) No no doubt. But anyway, loving your children means getting some time away from them and uh, both for yourself individually. I know Stephanie's going out uh, for a second week in a row to. Hey now. (laughs) To go and and hang out with uh, Sarah tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure somebody spent like four days in a row doing fun stuff. That's cool. 
and I went to PodCamp yep. Ohio, and so I, I have some time away from the, from the family and from the kids, but I also have time away from the kids with just Stephanie, and yes. not as often as I'd like. Uh, financially, sometimes that can be difficult, especially if you don't have like built-in ba- you know family babysitters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, if you don't have a mo- you know some parents or or an aunt and uncle that can take care of the kids or somebody from church that will volunteer to do that for you, then by golly, it needs to be a budget item. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it minim- I would say a minimum of once a month there ought, ought to be a date. And if you can fit it in once a week, um, your kids will survive. They will. They will. I remember one time, and I'm pretty sure I've, I've told this story, not only on this podcast, but also on, on Full-Time Mom with Sarah, um, when... But we still lived. We still lived in our old house. So Megan couldn't have been more than four, and which would have made Matthew no more than two. He actually he, okay, no, he turned two before we moved here. So, um, and we were having you know back then they were home with me all day, <laughs> and I was going out of my mind. And so my little my little she was three or four. She comes up and she goes, Mama. Well, she would have had to have been three because she turned four here. She goes, Mama, you really need a date with Daddy. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> so at three, she's telling me, look, I will survive. You need to go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was, yeah. So your kids will love you for for getting yeah. away from them. They it, need as much time away from you as you need from them. Exactly. All right, moving on to number three, which to be honest with you, I really don't know if I want to go into this one, but okay. it is called Model Godliness. Okay. You know, basically, it, it, we ought to be modeling the Christian behavior and our well, values and our principles in our daily lives and also in how we talk to them. Absolutely. I have, again, said more than one time that the things that drive me the craziest about my kids are the things that they learn from me. Mm-hmm. If I would be modeling the right kind of behavior, the right kind of way to speak to each other, then then they would be picking up on that. Right. It it. It's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They will do what they see, not what you teach them. Exactly. Exactly. It's an yeah. age-old lesson. <laughs> so when when all of a sudden, uh, if you ever ch- find... So when, you're, when my five-year-old niece came upstairs the other day <laughs> to... Uh, oh, can I tell yeah. this story? No, oh, you can't. Darn. No, because, because that reflects negatively on somebody else. It was funny though. Anyway, it, it was funny in 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 a not so funny way. But a certain somebody, a child, re- recited some words that were not quite childlike, and they recited them uh, as a result of yeah. hearing about it from their parent. A certain somebody that shall remain nameless. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> with that being said, how about we just keep it in the house here, and we talk about the fact that um uh you know, if you're let's say, let's just say they you happen to have a, happen They're, to have a three year old daughter, and she's got an anger management issue, and she sits there, or your four year old daughter, <laughs> and she sits there and she goes, "Right, give me that right now." Where does that come from? Yeah, where's she picking that up from? Yeah, chances are mom and dad's probably talking like that yeah. from time to time, or brother or sister, or brother and sister, and they had to learn it somewhere themselves. Exactly. So model godliness. If you know, don't just teach them you know it's it, sure it's important to sit down and talk to your kids about principles about values and about treating people right and respect and and, and this is i'm gonna just just be flat out honest with you folks i i get very upset when i'm disrespected 
or when I see my children disrespect other people. But I will be completely honest and transparent with you that if I don't just downright feel the conviction of God on my heart and on my mind and on my soul, and it weighs heavy on me when I speak to my kids without respect. And that drives me crazy. And it's something that I I desperately want to stop. I, I, I want to speak to my children no differently than I would speak to anybody else's children with their parents present in the room. I mean, my kids deserve at least that amount of respect. Right. And if not, so much more. And for me to sit there and just get short-tempered and angry and upset and to scream, that's ridiculous. And And it's downright disrespectful. And no wonder they do it back to me. So model godliness. All right. What's next? So you're modeling. My, my thing keeps going on. Uh, model godliness, but there isn't the okay. ne- the next one is that it okay? It is important to model it, but you know, uh, do what I say, do what I, you know, do what I say, not what I do. So we've talked about that. Well, do what I do, but also do what I say. You, it's important for us to teach our children. Um, oftentimes in our culture, now Stephanie and I are not homeschooling parents yet. And I don't say the word yet as if it's a definite that we one day will, uh, but it's something that we're definitely not opposed to. But when we were researching it, and and I certainly have nothing against it, um, in fact, I lean towards it sometimes, but I think that one of the things that came out of my decision-making process of whether or not homeschooling should be a viable option for our family is like, listen, I don't care what anybody says. I really believe it's my responsibility that my children are taught as a parent it's my responsibility that my kids are taught and given the best educational possibilities. And whether that comes from a public school system, a private school system, or homeschool system, it's, it's my import, it is my responsibility that they learn and that, that I give all the teaching environments that are necessary. And, and far too often, and, and again, I'm not a homeschooling parent, and I, and I don't feel bad about the fact that our kids go away to a public school and uh, not not in the least. But I think, and, and I don't feel bad about the fact that our kids go to Sunday school class on Sunday morning, but it is not the kids, teachers in the public school system. It's not their responsibility to, to take on the full brunt of teaching our children about history, about geography, about um, uh, finances, about, well, God knows they're not going to learn about finances in school, uh, but just all these things about life. And and then, of course, same thing goes true to church. You know, it's not, you know, the flannel graphs and the, and the little craft projects, they're nice and all, but it is not those Sunday school teachers' responsibilities to teach our children about God. It is, right. it, we need to sit down, have deliberate opportunities to teach. Now, and that that even goes to some of my own mindset about teaching is teaching doesn't always mean you're sitting down having an instruction. Teaching can be going out and doing things and experiencing things and and being open to opportunities to talk about and and share knowledge and wisdom and to answer questions. Right. Would absolutely. you agree with all that stuff? I I agree with absolutely 100% of that. All right. Check that out. That may have been the very first time during this episode that we are completely on the same page with Maybe. That. Nah. 
Uh, anyway, spend time with your children. Now, here it is. Now, we've talked about, you know, get away from your kids. Show them love that, you know. But it is important to spend. It is important to spend time with your kids. It absolutely is, and I think that um, we do we do well now spending time with um, as a family, the two of us and all of our kids together. But I think what we need to get better at is spending time individually with yes. each one of our kids. Yes, um, I will often spend. Um, you know, take Megan on a date or do something with Megan, and you will often do something with Matthew. Well, McKenna's old enough now to go on a date, and but not only do I need to um to have alone time with Matt, you need to be having alone time with the girls also. Yes. So I think that that's something that we can work on because they need our individual attention. Yes. Which when we're together, it's not possible to give. Right. If I were writing in this chapter about different things about about spending time with your children, I would say definitely individually as a as a, if you're a dad, then as a dad, you need to spend time one on one with your kids individually. Have date nights with your kids on, on a on a pretty regular basis. Um, if you're a mom, you need to do that with individually without the other kids tagging mm-hmm. along. So that that's that's important uh, together. As parents, mom and dad together, spending time with your kids. All right. And then the other thing I would mention in here is this thing, this whole fantasy of quantity versus quality. There are some people that say, well, the quantity of time is important. Uh, And and some will say, well, you know, I just don't have the quantity of time. But what's really important is quality time. And folks, I, I think you can get you can get bad at me if you want. You can send me hate mail if you want. I, I, I don't care. Both are important. Absolutely. Quality time is is great, you know, and, and sure, that's going to that's going to create those are going to create times that your kids are going to look back and remember, right. you know, but I'll tell you what, there there are times when I think back to some some, you know, times when I was a kid. Sure. I remember some good quality moments, but overall, generally, there are times when I look back and say, wow, my parents really were never around. Right. I was and alone I a lot. Sa- yeah, I I have the same, you know, the the same the same thing when I look back. Yeah, and and I wanted to just say this that um, you know, promiscuity uh, in well, this is- in older adults is oftentimes uh, aggra- it, that that temptation is aggravated by a, 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 and a desire for affection and attention from the opposite sex. That they didn't get from their parents. Did you mean in young adults? Did I say that? You said in older adults. I'm sorry. And and yeah, well, in young adults, but but um, all through life actually. Yeah, ba- back to back to the dating our children individually. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about that is that um, one reason why I think it is important. Um, there, if, if our son, you know, now it's I, I believe it's your job to to show him um, how to treat a woman, right? You know? But I believe that it's my job also. How else can he do that other than, you know, taking me on a date? You know, Matthew can take me on a date and that is how he will learn. That is one way that he can learn how to treat a woman. Right. You know, holding the door for her, opening the car door. These things don't happen a lot today. You know, how are our daughters going to learn what's acceptable and how to be treated by a man? Right. You know? And and so and I think that those things are important. Those thing those things are also our job, especially in a world full of of um, serial dating, which I don't necessarily agree. 
you know, agree with. Right. Exactly. I've been very distracted by a Diet Coke thief over here. <laughs> Speaking of our children, uh, we have McKenna has joined us in the studio. You want to say hi? Sporting her very beautiful cut. Can you speak into the microphone and say hi, everybody? No? Nope. All right. Not a problem. All right. So spend time with your children. Uh, the next one, the next one, discipline your children. Sweet. <laughs> Discipline your children. Absolutely. Um, now, we did a whole series um, from Lisa Walch's book, Creative Correction. Yes. And and I love I love that book. The hardest part for me with discipline and, and correction is that it seems to be constantly changing. Right. It's like as soon as you find something that's working, the child changes and it doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, can't I just have something that, you know... We'll work all the time. There, there's got to be like one discipline has to happen. Um, the most important way is is cons- consistently, but that on a on a mom or a dad is exhausting. Yes, consistent discipline is exhausting, but it's the only way that it works. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're laughing because McKenna and Mom are having a difference of opinion on where the Coke can should uh, have its resting place in yeah. our studio. It's kind of kind of hilarious. Her hair looks really cute today, she, doesn't it? She looks adorable. So anyway. Because she's clean. She we got me- a bath. We did mention that we did a, a whole series. Uh, in fact, it was a 12-part series on creative corrections. And if you go back, folks, that's episodes 14 through 25 of this podcast, wow. all of which were sponsored by Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And uh, so basically, it, yeah, 12 part series, go back to episode 14 if you're interested. And we talked a lot about parenting there as well. Absolutely. Um, one of the, the next one is probably one of the most important. Yes. Encourage your children. Yes. What would you like, say about encourage them to get off your lap and go out the door? <laughs> <laughs> encourage her to put my diet coke down. <laughs> Not a chance. She's adorable. She is. Okay. She's, She's she needs to give it to you oh, now. Oh, you're spilling it now. Yeah, that's yep. not cool. Okay. We're going to pause for just a okay. second. And we're back. Oh, no. It looks like I'm back. Stephanie will be back. All right, so moving along here, I'll encourage your children. Stephanie, I was going to ask you what you what comes to your mind when you think of encouraging your children because you said right off the bat, it's like this is one of the most important. So well, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that um, not only encouraging them in, uh, I don't know how to word it. Hold on, I'm having a, I'm having a rough time with my thoughts here. Okay. Um. One thing I think is important is encouraging them to to find their talent, to find something that they're passionate about. With Megan, we have dance. With Matthew, we have soccer. Something that they have, something that they, but not, but on, oh, there are so many ways to encourage your children. That's what I was going to say. Is, is- I mean, they're. Seriously, encourage their skills and talents, and 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 encourage them with with words. Right. Uh, if you're constantly on them for for one sort of discipline or another, like say when they come home from school, they have the hardest time putting their coat and backpack where it belongs, and then one day they actually do. Don't let that go unnoticed. Yeah, that needs encouragement. That needs reinforcement. Um, 
I mean, so it, it can be on such a small scale, but really on such a life impacting scale as far as gifts and talents go as well. I would I would go so far as and this is a stretch, but I would go so far as to say and I do not live up to this myself as uh, as we speak, but this is something I'd like to do. I believe that you should ha- always have three times as many encouraging things to say about your uh, to your child directly than disciplining words or conversations that Absolutely. you have with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and I will uh, again, the uh, you know, some of the issues that I've had with, you know, being a workaholic and all this other stuff and being so busy that oftentimes, you know, I'm like this missing parent from time to time. Of course, been really good about it ever since I've made some uh, major changes in pursuing a balanced life, uh, which you can find over at pursuingabalancedlife.com, by the way. (laughs) You're talking about, that is a shameful plug. That was a shameless plug. There is no shame in that one. So anyway, but some things have changed in my life. But I will say that prior to that, there were times when I was just this absentee father that I come up ever every now and then, stick my head out of the hole and see if there's any food that's been dropped on the floor. We, we that called I him can, a dinner guest. Yes, we did. And and oftentimes it was I would hear the things or things that needed to be addressed, and I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. And it it'd be a lot of discipline and not enough encouragement. And it's like this is where it's like, listen, there, spend some time with your kids. Yeah, you know, and 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 these are things that yeah, I, we had. Um, we had a situation the other night where um matthew was being disciplined for for pushing mckenna which is something that we're you know he should never ever hit a girl push a girl whatever um and that that's just something that that we are teaching him well um i sent him to his room i i saw the action and i sent him to his room and i said i'll be there in a minute and as he's walking back the hallway I don't know if you were already in the room or if you were coming up the steps or something. But anyway, I saw you. And then I said, change of plans. I'll send your dad. And it was it was the first time in a long time that I felt like I was sending you to discipline him on relationship and not because of the threat of I'll send your dad. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. It, it was it was a good feeling. Awesome. It, it was that that's a praise in case it didn't come off well, that way. You. It was, it, it was because I know that you two have really been building your relationship yep. and stuff. And, um, you know, talking about building talents and, and building into their talents and gifts. Um, you know, Matthew has for many years loved soccer, but I think there's going to come a point in the next year or two, maybe three, if we can push it, where we're going to see a shift from him playing soccer outside to us investing in some computer equipment for the boy. <laughs> Why is that? Because I believe that that's his passion. Yeah. Video games, Video games. creating games. I believe stuff. he could probably create a game right now if he had the equipment um, just easily accessed. We don't leave our, our things easily accessible for them. And... um I think we're going to see a shift in that. Yeah. Richard's asking a great question here. He says, what do you think about offering rewards to your kids? Um, I think rewards are great, but not with food. Exactly. Definitely not with food. Um, And also rewards are great in, in context and also in um, what's the word I'm thinking of Uh, in moderation. Right. You know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of rewarding children to do things that they're, that are just morally expected things. 
Um, cash is no problem as long as we have it. You know, that, that, <laughs> I have a real yeah. big problem giving away cash when we're, you know, uh, putting things on. Uh, he's also asking, what about privileges? Absolutely. We, we've had mm-hmm. we've had a rewards of, you know what? Um, we just want to reward you for what we've noticed recently. You've really uh, been making some major advances in this certain area that we've been working on. And um, you, because of this, for the next two weeks, we're granting you an extra hour at beyond your bedtime or something like that. Or uh, we're going to give you the privilege of uh, it's just things that you normally wouldn't be allowed to do. You've shown some maturity in this area. And, 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 and giving pri- privileges uh, is a way of encouraging more Absolutely. behavior. Absolutely. So, and, and rewards as well. However... Um, we, you gotta, we have to, and I, I gotta get rid of that. You gotta, uh, what we have to do as parents is watch that fine line of rewards and bribery. Right. You know, it's like you do this or else you won't get this. And, and you gotta watch out for that line. Or if you're good in the store, I'll give you then this. Then we'll do, yes. Yeah. Uh, now if I take my kids to the store and they're exceptionally well behaved and I choose to get them something when we're finished, that's a reward. Right. But if I offer it for good behavior that I expect anyway while we're in the store, then it's a bribe. Yeah, but it's important again and I and I want to re emphasize this that that reward that you get them at the store should not be a food item. No. At the store. And 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 the reason for that comes from two people who struggle with emotional eating. Uh, disorders mm-hmm. and 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 that I really believe that that is a disorder is that um you know oftentimes when we want to feel better emotionally uh we will turn to foods that have you know it's it's, it's it, that rewarding ourselves and it's like ah you know it, it, there's just that reaction uh but yeah mm-hmm. so no, anyway I agree. Okay, let's move on to some of the other ones here so we can wrap this thing up. Security and stability. Provide, okay, provide provide. Mm -hmm. stability and security. Uh, Definitely, obviously, as parents, we ought to be uh, providing shelter for our children. That's one sense of security. Um, I think it is important for us with as much as it is within our means to make sure that we um, provide a safe in living environment, not just in the shelter over our head, but, you know, I think it's important to think about where we're living. You know, I, I've oftentimes been thinking, you know, you know, living in, you know, what if we were to move to someplace that would be more affordable or something like this? What if we sold our home and we rented and it's like, what, you know, what kind of environment are we going into? Right. I think it's important as parents to, to be mindful of those things. Uh, I think it's also important when thinking about those things, some things are out of our control. And some things that we have friends who have realized that they moved out of one neighborhood and into another, hoping to get away from some of the the negative things that they were finding here as as their child was playing with neighbors and other things and moved to a neighborhood with, you know, a more expensive house seemed to be a nicer neighborhood and are finding that they're having a lot of the same issues some things are just out of our control. Right. Now, the other thing it says here, providing security, I think it's important for us to protect our children. Uh, and providing security means that, you know, you're, you're looking out for where they're spending the night. Uh, you're, you're, you know, as a parent, there are oftentimes I'd like to do fingerprints and background checks. You know, <laughs> I, I go a little overboard. But no, seriously, I mean, it, it's difficult for me to let go. 
And uh, but you know, there, there's a there's a line where don't be overprotective, but make sure that you're not underprotective right. of your kids. You know, don't. Well, no, you can be overprotective without being paranoid. Yes, I agree. That's is that what you mean? Maybe? I, well, I think overprotective means that you've just crossed the line. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I I don't want to be overprotective. I want my kids to be able to experience uh like right, there are some overprotective things. wouldn't wouldn't have been me not letting Matthew go to the ball game with your brother the other day. Okay. That would be overprotective. Okay. You know, it's like there's really no rational reason for that other than the fact that you're just being overly protective. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I think does. I I want to be right at the edge of overprotective right. if not just one step across the line. Right. I just don't want to be to the far right of that right. extreme. You know, now, um, you know, we were talking, or th- this doesn't only say security, it also says stability. And um, in just listening to you talk, I'm also thinking about um, my childhood. And one thing, without a doubt, no matter what was going on in my life, I knew that my dad was stable. And I knew that my dad was the one place where I could turn and find security in that stability. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. And, um, and so I, I think that that is, whoops, sorry. I think that that is very important also. Very, very important. And I think that our kids, I think our kids have that mm-hmm. stability in that, um, confidence in our relationship even when they're like are you guys fighting (laughs) sometimes i think our kids wish we would fight but um am i making any sense at all yeah okay yeah Uh, also stability you know when i think about stability i i want to avoid the thought of that means that you're always the environments are always the same Uh, that's what i said no matter what was going on because here's the deal a lot i know there was a lot of concern for our children when we talked about when we first brought up the idea of moving to Europe mm-hmm. for two years um, and, and moving around and, and seeing the world and, and experiencing that. And a lot of people were really concerned about the stability, you know, of our children. And, and I, I get that and I understand it's definitely a very valid concern. But I, I want to say that there are, there are ways to provide stability that doesn't mean the environments don't change. Because sometimes there there are some things that can be learned through through putting yourself outside of a comfort zone or or to change things to 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 experience adventure and oftentimes i think kids are probably more prone to want to be adventurous and sometimes we have been taught to be so with you know coloring within the lines which i i, I always hear about that it's like well, see, you know that's just like you you know the man has got you coloring inside the lines you know it's like what's wrong with coloring inside the i think coloring inside the lines looks better but <laughs> you know it's like it looks messy can I, when you, can I color inside the lines and live outside the box at the same time see that's the thing i don't mind thinking outside and living outside of the box I, doing things in unique ways and 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 making a difference and making an impact in the world sometimes means stepping out and doing bold things that kind of feel like wow where's the but stability you know, a lot of the stability goes back to the first one in build a functional family yes we will still be the same unit yes. whether we are here in kentucky or you know in england or or scotland or australia or megan now wants to go to turkey you know it doesn't matter where we are we're the same unit and as long as we have done our job correctly of building our family identity 
that is where the stability will come from no matter what country we live in. Right. And also I think stability can come out of root being well grounded in values and principles as well. Absolutely. All right. Um, the, there are two more left and uh, then we'll wrap up here. Uh, the, the next one is called have the sex talk. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with sex. Nope. Nothing wrong with sex. Matter of fact, get very used to using the words penis, vagina, um, you know, breasts, breasts, you know, th- these are not bad words. And if you're blushing right now, <laughs> then then get over it. Get over it. Uh, how old do you start? I, I think you start. I mean, from the beginning, from the beginning, you automatically start with the idea of, you know, you know, this is your penis. You know, this is not your hoo-ha. This is not your... I've never heard a penis called a hoo-ha before. <laughs> girls have hoo-hahs or whatever. <laughs> this is not your bucket. This is not your your yeah. your thingy. You know, it, 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 it's, it, it's a penis. It's a vagina. It is, you know, it, these, these are breasts. And, and, and don't be ashamed of that. Those are the, those are the technical terms. Uh, and unfortunately, our culture has made these quote-unquote taboo. taboo. Yeah, and, and they're not. They're not. In fact, Stephanie and I did an episode. Oh, my gosh, it was so long ago. I'm going to pull it up here that real quick. That was in My Crazy Life, so it would be... It's under Pursuing yeah. a Balanced Life now, which was... I need to find that book so I can finish reading it. it let me it's see. disappeared somewhere. It, okay, it is episode six of My Crazy Life. Yeah. But if you go, it is back on April 23rd, 2006. Wow. So over three years ago. <laughs> And it was titled Sex and the Vagina. And we had this conversation. Now, as far as um, as far as how old do you talk about the physical act of sex? I would say as soon as they start asking questions. Right. Um, There's you know, age appropriate an- answers. Yeah. You know, you know, and and when those, I think it's going to I think as a parent, you're going to uh, you're going to recognize the opportunities there. But be careful to sit there. It's like time, it's not time yet because I sit there. I I've somebody's going to tell him. I my son is in second grade, and I sit down and had a talk with him the other day, and and he was all shy, and I'm sitting there thinking it's like maybe I'm pushing him too far, and blah blah blah, and I'm sitting there talking about vaginas and breasts and stuff like that, and girls, and I said, you know, it's not, you know, he goes, I said, do you do boys talk about this stuff at school? He goes, no, dad, no, dad. And I'm like, well, I just want you to know that, you know, these are these are not um, shame, you know, shameful things to talk about. And if the boys talk about them, uh, then I want you to understand that, you know, that if you have any questions you ask me, we'll talk about. I'll tell you everything you want to know. And and um, and he and I have had some conversations. And what's amazing is that, you know, I I've seen him interact with some other boys and they're sitting there snickering about girls' breasts or right. whatever, and and you know Matthew obviously knows what. So he, you know, he did not acknowledge that his the his friends at school because his friends are very uh, secretive about these topics. And I just want my son to know, it's like, listen, you don't have you you, you want to say something about breasts or vagina or whatever it, it, it's not off topic here you know and and we're going to talk about the appropriate use of these terms we're going to talk about the appropriate uh places and times for sex and and the use for sex and and all of this other stuff these are conversations and my son is uh seven years old and have already had be- the beginnings of these conversations and megan and i had them because um 
Richard says, in most cases, kids don't actually ask questions. Younger kids will ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get into, I think now I haven't raised any teenagers, but I sure do have a whole slew of siblings. And once somebody else starts teaching them about it, they're not going to, they're not necessarily going to come to mom and dad. But, um, but when I was pregnant with McKenna, Megan started asking questions. Right. And, and she was five, and we started to have, have discussions then. Right. But um, age appropriate, I was very <laughs> I was very careful. There's a lot of resources out there that can help there you with this. There are a ton this. of resources out about that. In fact, just go to, um, just go to Mardell.com and just browse through the parenting categories, and you'll see the books about how to talk to your children about sex and stuff like that. And it's going to be different for each of you. Um, one of the different things that um, we do here in our home is we definitely have always been very, uh, very upfront with our kids, very honest with our kids. We've never lied to our kids um, intentionally. And and we, you know, we, th- we feel the same way about Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and all those other people. We always tell the truth in our family. And, and that's something... Uh, whenever they've asked questions about sex, we've always answered their questions. And uh, sometimes they've been embarrassed for asking, but, uh, at, you know. But at least they're asking. They're asking and, and they we get know the that answers. They're get, yeah, we know they're, they're getting um, the right answer. The right answer. Exactly. Absolutely. Alrighty. And then uh, let's not see. Not only here. the right answer, but the answer that we want them to get. Not. Right. Um, you know, and we've also explained to them as we talk about sex that. Every family will talk about it differently. Yes. So don't go announce to your friends. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that was the biggest thing. <laughs> Megan's like, Papa, you got a, a penis. <laughs> that was McKenna. And my dad's got a, or was that McKenna? That was McKenna. My dad's got a penis too. And like, Papa said, yep, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> and ma'am all blushed and turned bright red. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, <laughs> the last one is don't be a passive parent. And, you know, I think that one should be self-evident there. Yeah. You know, don't don't just let your kids grow up. Don't wish your kids childhood days away. You know, it goes by so fast and you only get these opportunities once in a lifetime. And so don't be passive. Be involved and, and do things. And, and, and when I say these things, please understand, I'm not coming to this in an authoritative way to you. These are things that, you know, I'm, I'm saying to myself. Absolutely. And, and and things that I'm learning as I go through the process. These are things that we've either implemented in our family or know we need to. Exactly. So. And we'll let you guys just you wonder know. which ones are which. That's right. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Family from the Heart. Thank you, Mardell.com. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Where you can find this book. Yes, which and more. you can get that one. Just go to gspn.tv slash 10CP for 10 Commandments for Parents. Uh, that's 10CP, gspn.tv slash 10CP. Take you right to their site. Use promo code GSPN. Gives you 10% off and says thank you to them for sponsoring this show. Alrighty. Stephanie, until next time, join, join the, the community. community.